Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Welcome to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa, presented here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This week's message is Soul Evolution and Reincarnation with special guest Lynn Barrett, licensed Unity teacher, and was recorded on Sunday, February 20th, 2022. Good morning. My name is Lynn, and I cannot tell you how happy I am to be here today, not just because I know Reverend Cynthia Alice for a decade or two or two and a half, maybe. But because when I saw your sign on the road, there was this energy that hit me in the center of my heart. And I just went, whoa, this is going to be a good day. And then I drive in and I see your beautiful grounds. I'm like, this is the most beautiful place I've seen in my entire life at least in the last couple of years, because I haven't gone very many places in the last couple of years. But, oh my gosh, what a breath of fresh air. So wonderful to be here. And then I'm greeted again and again, person after person, by beautiful souls. I come into your sanctuary. It's filled with love and light to the point where, like, I am not nervous. I've done this many times over the years. I am not nervous. My body is shaking because of the energy that's coming through here. Like, I can feel it in my legs. I can feel it in my arms. And that is not me, folks. That is (laughs) y'all. And I'm just stepping into it, and and I will do the best I can for you today, because that's not (laughs) unintimidating to be in the presence of this energy. So RCA is kicking off a series, I've been told, on soul evolution. Now, one of the things that she and I have in common is our unity background. I grew up in unity, born and raised in Des Moines, Iowa. There is actually a unity church in Des Moines, Iowa a few decades ago, and I was in there, baptized, christened, I guess is what we say in unity. And um, so she and I have that connection, but we also have a connection to a spiritual teacher who has been my spiritual teacher for 30 years. Her name is Jane Elizabeth Hart. Maybe Cynthia Alice has mentioned her once or twice, but she will. She will if she hasn't, absolutely. So Jane Elizabeth Hart is the founder 
and spiritual leader of Center for Enlightenment that was created in the year 2000. She wrote the book Spiritual Power Tools, which you will hear about time and again. She wrote The Seven Steps for Successful Life Transitions. Not just wrote it, but she had a vision for it, experienced it. It's a wonderful forgiveness process that I know RCA uses quite a bit in her ministry as well as personally. So um, you will be hearing about that. But what I want to talk to you about today is soul evolution. What on earth does that even mean? I'm not sure how much RCA has talked about it already, but we're going to talk about it a little bit today, and you're going to be able to touch it and see, am I a soul evolutionist? Do I believe these things? So let's talk about it. What is evolution? Evolution, as we know it in the scientific community, is the process of folding, unfolding into um, developing into something different, right? And we know our soul. Our soul is that part of us that is with us as our human beingness, but it's also infinitely connected to cosmic consciousness, the universal storehouse of love, wisdom. So soul evolution is that process that we have gone through as souls to awaken from minute consciousness to who we are today. And we are, in this moment, sitting in this room together, all of us, we are the most conscious our souls have ever been in our soul's history. So we have to throw in here a little bit of um, credit, <laughs> if you will, to the concept of reincarnation. Right. So we've been here lifetime after lifetime trying to figure out how to be human beings. We haven't done a very good job sometimes, and other times we were pretty stellar. All in the name of growing and learning so that we could reach a point where we want to know more than our human beingness. We want to be more than our human beingness. So you might be a soul evolutionist if you have a desire and a knowing and a drive within you that's telling you there's more to me than my mundane, everyday existence. There's more. There's something inside of me that's telling me there's more. When I was a freshman in college, I was a leader in the International Youth of Unity. Back then it was called International um, President. I was the International President of the Youth of Unity, and so that just meant that in the unity movement for the youth group, I was one of three officers who helped put on conferences. We would go visit the Youth of Unity rallies and just be the, the spiritual representative for the overall unity movement. Um, and it was one of the most wonderful experiences in my life, as you can imagine. And when that was over, I remember I was going to Iowa State University. I was taking this plane from Kansas City at Unity Village after my last conference as a youth. <laughs> and I was flying on that plane. I loved flying. And I was like looking out the window at the clouds and 
I was moving from one side of the airplane to the other. I never understood why people would get on an airplane and just pull out their magazines or go to sleep. Now I understand it a lot more. But when I was 18, I did not understand that so much. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so fabulous. And I remember thinking, I feel so fulfilled. This is kind of morbid, but bear with me. There's, there's a happy side to that. I felt like if I died right now, I'd be okay. I've done like, I just feel so good. And I went back to my residence hall and my dorm room. And, and there was one weekend where my roommate was going to be out of town. She was going back home for the weekend. And I'm like, okay, well, I've got nothing to do this weekend. I'm going to clean up my side of the room, which I'm sure she was really happy about. And, uh, and I was listening to some music of these musicians who had been at a couple of different Youth of Unity conferences. And I had a couple of cassette tapes, remember those? And a cassette player pushed that button, and it was a chant. And it was my favorite one. And it went, I'm not going to sing it for you. Sorry, I'm, I am not RCA. Not my strength. But I will tell you what the words are. The words were, I surrender to the love of God flowing through my life. And it was those words over and over and over again. So I'm belting this out, picking up my clothes, and I, I surrender to the love of God flowing through my life. I surrender to the love of God flowing through my life. And that's all that was going through me as I was wandering around the room. And all of a sudden, I dropped to my knees and I started crying. I had no idea why I was crying. I had no thought. I just was watching myself cry on the floor, just crying, crying, crying. And I'm like going, what, what is this? I don't have anything to cry about. Everything is great. Like, why am I crying? Am I crying because I'm back at school? Am I crying because, like, what, why am I crying? And I heard this voice. You know, one of those voices that you turn around and you go, who is in this little tiny room with me? And that voice said, don't be done with God just because you're done with the youth of unity. Don't be done with God just because you're done with YOU. And it suddenly, you know, when you, when you have a mystical experience, and you all have, I have no doubt, it's not some big thing. It's this knowing on the inside. And suddenly you just know something that you didn't know before, and you know that you know that you know it, and nobody can ever talk you out of it. And in that moment, I had one of those experiences that suddenly made me realize, oh, I had this idea about me that I was going through my Youth of Unity experience, and that I loved going to church, and I loved all these things that my mom was into that I just... just fascinated me, all her spiritual stuff, and my mom's a licensed unity teacher, and, you know, just loved being around her and and being part of church. And I always thought that was because my mom liked it. And me and my mom were buddies. We're really close. So, so I was doing that, you know, because it was expected of me. I was doing that for somebody else. In that moment, I realized, oh my gosh, that is my heart. That is my heart. That desire belongs to me, and it is the most important thing in my world. And it was in that moment I said, okay, I'm going to change my major. It was 
psychology at the time, which is funny because now I'm a therapist, right? But, you know, but I decided I want to be a licensed unity teacher like my mom. Wasn't quite ready for the whole ministry thing yet, but licensed unity teacher, that was safe. And so I changed my major to um, speech communication so I could know how to teach. And sociology was my secondary thing because I liked people. So I figured that was a good combination. Psychology was a little bit too mental and scientific for me, so that felt more like home. And I ended up, right after college, moving to Unity Village and working there for a short period of time and just loved it. But you think about your life. When did you wake up to your desire, your spiritual desire, because you all have had one, or you wouldn't be here, or you wouldn't be watching. You have a spiritual desire. When did that start for you? Because, you know, people don't come to Unity Churches because mom told them it's a good thing to go to church, and they're still doing it after all these years because they just don't question it. People don't come to Unity Churches for that, right? We come because we feel the call in our hearts. So when did that start for you? Think about it. That's your soul evolutionist self saying, there's more, and I want to know what it is. And you might be a soul evolutionist if you understand that your intuition is working in you all the time. There's more than this, there's more to this world than our senses. Our sight, hearing, taste, smell, touch. There's more going on. There's that sixth sense. And it's great when it can find us a parking space, especially during snowboard season. But it's there all the time. And all we have to do is tap into that. Tap into that. Somebody this morning was talking with me and called it a God wink. Right? How many, how many winks are you noticing? How many times are you being aware that your intuition is moving through you? Your, our intuition is that God voice in us. So it's not something from the outside telling us something that we need to know. It's, it's that part of us that's connected to that infinite wisdom to that infinite love, and it's always communicating. And the more we use it, the more it grows. And that's part of our soul evolution, is to grow. My spiritual teacher, Jane Elizabeth, calls it, it's like, it's like having another arm to use that you can, like, oh my gosh, now I can do so much more because I've got this extra arm and it's helping me with my day-to-day activities. What grocery store should I go to? I've learned, I've lived in Florida for about a year and a half now from Chicago, and I've learned that Publix is a really big deal down here. And, you know, that's great, but there's lots of choices, right? Not that I'm saying anything against Publix, but, you know, I remember one time in a place I lived, I was working on practicing using my intuition in little things, right? And I asked, what grocery store, what grocery store should I go to? 
because I had three in the area that I would get go to at various times. And I heard this one, I don't even remember the name of it, but it's like, go to this one. And I said, okay, that's not exactly the one I wanted to go to if I had my choice, but okay, we'll do that. And when I went there, I saw a friend who had just lost a friend and had just found out right before she walked into the grocery store. And we saw each other, gave each other hugs, and I just said, how are you doing? Well, you know, I haven't seen you for a little while. And she's like, I just lost one of my closest friends. And she just needed to talk about it for a minute. And I would have missed that opportunity to connect with her. I would have missed that opportunity to be of service if I had listened to my head instead of my heart. Those moments matter. Those little things matter. And you might be a soul evolutionist if you understand that a lot of times there's another meaning to what's happening. And we want to know what that is. Why does this ha- Why do things happen? Why a pandemic? <laughs> why does this person not like me? Why does this person like me so much? Why do I like that person so much? Why? There's, there's answers to these things. Why is the church flooded? Oh, we can say it's Florida, right? Our intellect would say it's, you know, it's Florida. This, you know, with nature comes nature, right? You know, if you're going to be around nature, you're going to have it coming in. But I will tell you something that I guarantee is the truth. Just sitting here for a few minutes before the service started, it's like, of course your church flooded. Y'all can't be as open as you are, as ready as you are, and invite Reverend Cynthia Alice into your world and not have the Holy Spirit come and flush everything out. So <laughs> I'm telling you what, this is a blessing. And go with it. Go with it. It is just opening opening up for that beautiful consciousness that you have created to grow and grow and grow. And it will happen. It will happen. And I can certainly see why RCA talks about you all the way she does, because you are fabulous, fabulous. And no wonder you all connected. It's no wonder you all connected. So yeah, it's just flushing everything through and be grateful. If you're helping out with the cleanup of it, just say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. You've got new light, new energy, new flow coming in and through this spiritual family. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. How beautiful. How beautiful. It happens. And the things that our intellect might think are so terrible are most often the most wonderful things that have happened to us. You know, there's this commercial. Oh, gosh, this is about 30 years ago. Since it's, you know, we just passed Super Bowl, right? There's this Budweiser commercial. And the question was, it used to drive me crazy when it would come on, you know, when we still had to watch commercials. And it said, why ask why drink Bud Dry? And I'm not supporting any kind of alcoholic, you know, (laughs) 
activity, but I'm just saying the question, why ask why? I'm like, well, of course we have to ask why. We're not going to get the answer if we don't know why. We're not going to grow. We're not going to be exploring what's happening inside. I remember when I was a kid, I have a brother who's six years younger than me, and, you know, I was 10 times out of 10 the instigator of whatever went on between us. And one time we were wrestling, which never turns out well, right? We were wrestling, and... (laughs) I don't know. I got so mad. I lashed out at him. I just, he was probably winning, right? And I turn, I'm like, stop it. Stop it. I hate you. Ah. And I was shocked because that wasn't, that wasn't normal behavior for me. And I cried and I went running to my mom. I'm like, mom, I just said this horrible thing to Jason and I feel so bad. Ah." And she's like, it's okay. It's okay. And she didn't know what to tell me at the time, but What that moment did for me was it made me question all my reactions. Why am I acting this way? Why am I acting this way in a positive way? Why am I acting this way in a negative way that I don't like about myself? And as soul evolutionists, we question those things because not everything comes from this lifetime. We've got a lot of luggage from other lifetimes that as we work on what's happening for us today, we're healing ourselves at the level of our soul history. And as we heal ourselves in this lifetime, as we heal ourselves at the level of that soul history, we expand and grow in consciousness, purified, right? Purified. We can't put new wine in old wineskins because the old wineskins have already stretched. And if we put new wine in there, the new wine breathes and it needs room to grow. It needs room to stretch. So if we put it in the old wineskins, those wineskins are going to burst. So y'all had some wineskins that burst. (laughs) And that is good because that means there's a whole lot more room. And you created that. And RCA is awesome, but it's that connection. It's that combination. You created that opening. And that new energy is coming. And we do that within ourselves. We're talking about it as a community, but we do that within ourselves all the time. We let something go, and we expand. We let it go, and we expand. And there's no end to that expansion. That is soul evolution. We do our work, and we expand. We do our work, and we expand. And you know, maybe you've been here, maybe not, you know that if you just try to expand without doing your work, it doesn't work, does it? It just pops back up over here, like whack-a-mole, right? Oh, I don't want to look at that. Put that down, and then it pops up over here. And you might be a soul evolutionist if you know you are the one who's responsible for that growth. 
You are the one who's responsible for asking why, for doing your, that forgiveness work. That person's not going to go away. They may show up in a different body, but they are not going to go away until you've done your work on it, until you've learned what you need to learn about it. In Jane Elizabeth's book, Spiritual Power Tools, Support for Your Soul, she has a chapter in here called, and I have to read it because it's a mouthful, Summary of Steps You Must Take to Ascend into the Fourth Dimension, which is our spiritual dimension, our spiritual self and to work in the best interest of your soul. Summary of the steps you must take to ascend into the fourth dimension and to work in the best interest of your soul. No problem. She's got steps here. So I just want to read these to you because this is the work of the soul evolutionist. So if you resonate with any of this, you might be a soul evolutionist. Step one, commitment to work with your soul. And sometimes that commitment has to be made 500 times a day, doesn't it? And that's okay. Because that's still our commitment. And what that spiritual step does is it starts the process of unfolding your soul awareness. If you say to your soul, I'm committed. I'm committed to expanding. I'm committed. Hey, we, we just think we're this little old congregation hiring a new minister. You had no idea, did you? You had no idea what was coming. So good for you. But within ourselves, that starts the process of the soul going, oh, you're interested in this? I thought you were just doing your human thing, just going around being your human self, but you're, you want to know why? Awesome. We are going to start bringing stuff up left and right, and you're going to go like, okay, universe, slow down. Slow down, but it starts the process of unfolding our consciousness. Spiritual step number two is meditation. And Jane Elizabeth says, meditation is the single most important thing you could do for your soul's evolution. It does all sorts of things. It helps teach us how to quiet our minds. Because again, we're wanting to use intuition over intellect. And how can we do that if... Or just listen to that chatter going on all the time and letting it pull us this way and letting it pull us that way instead of, okay, I hear what my mind is saying. My mind wants me to go to that grocery store, but okay, what grocery store am I really supposed to go to? No, shh, quiet, mind, quiet. And meditation is our exercise in quieting the mind. Step number three, observe and manage your emotions. Sounds simple, doesn't it? No. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, it doesn't. You're right. But that's part of our job. Observe and manage our emotions. Because if we can watch our emotions and say, okay, before I act on that emotion, let me just ask why. Why am I feeling that? What's going on? Let me understand that a little bit. And is that the thing that the situation needs? for me to react that way. 
It just kind of gives us a little step back and pause before we act the way we would have acted before. That's how we change and grow, little at a time, step by step. It allows for clear thinking and right action as we observe and manage our emotions. Number four, become less dependent upon the intellect, which helps us develop our intuition. Number five, release your desires. And that's part of letting go of the ego, right? Because the ego is what is attached to things. And we often, you know, the more it gets flipped around more and more. Oh, I got, that's just ego. I got to let go of my ego. But do you know what that means? You might be a soul evolutionist if you want to know what that means. Because it's not just about walking away from an ego and saying, hey, sayonara, sweetheart, I am enlightened. <laughs> there's a process to that, and there's, a, there's work to that. And it's about, okay, well, I'm observing and managing my emotions so I can understand what it is I'm letting go of. And the next step is forgiveness. So we've got emotions, we've got intellect, we've got forgiveness. That's where our work is, to uncover our old ways and understand them and let them go so that we can expand and learn something new. There's a whole different language to the universe than what we work with in, on the human level. The rules are a little bit different, actually. So on the human level, you look at a flood and you go, oh, I cannot believe we have to deal with this. Oh my gosh, we can't have a workshop because there's Places flood. We got stuff everywhere. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, we got to do what we got to do, and all is in divine order, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but there's more to it. The spiritual level, we look at that. I have, I'm sitting here, I'm just going, man, you guys are so lucky your roof didn't blow off, like, with all this energy. I'd be going, yeah, thank you, God, for the flood. Thank you, God, for the flood. <laughs> we'll take it. It's good. Much easier. Or a different kind of work anyway, right? So at the spiritual level, we look at things differently. We look at, like, okay, why, why, why is this happening? Why is this happening? What do I need to know about it? Is it because God doesn't love me? <sighs> that is passé. That is passé. Everything is working in the best interest of our souls. All we have to do is cooperate with that. We may not like it. That's part of letting go of the ego, right? I don't like this. I don't like I have to go to that grocery store. I don't like I have to clean up after a flood. But if I understand that, okay, this is good, this is a good thing, then... We do it willingly and joyfully. Whatever is ours is to do. Maybe there's a minute or two we don't feel so joyful about it. That's allowed. But it's all part of our soul's growth. And step seven in our little guide here, let go of the ego, which is the work. Again, we can't just say, I'm letting go of my ego. I know the minute I say that, I know I'm not doing something I'm supposed to be doing <laughs> because there's more work to it than just a simple thought of letting go of the ego. 
So if these things resonate with you, you might be a soul evolutionist. You might be ready to spend the next few weeks with Reverend Cynthia Alice learning more about soul evolution, learning about where your soul has been and where your soul is going and the work in between that is challenging and worth every tear, worth every journaling page, worth every biting your tongue because your intuition is telling you to be quiet and you really want to say something. It's worth every minute. Thank you for listening to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com. This message is copyright 2022, Unity North Tampa, all rights reserved. Our theme music, The Light of God, is composed by Shannon Croft and used with permission and available at shannoncroft.com. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.